Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and knights of the Nerd Old Order, this is the Nerd Old Order broadcast. I'm the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, coming straight out of Krakoa, Alfonso X-Man Flores. It ends now, Apocalypse, and with your death. Actually, it's not going to end now because this is the start of another episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and knights. Today, we are going to be discussing Secret Invasion starring Samuel Jackson. Uh, just going to jump right into it. I would say that the nerd community didn't always appreciate this show as much as they should. So it's going to be up to us, the Nerd World Order broadcast, to discuss with all of you the pros, the cons, and the in-between of the Secret Invasion. I'll start it off. Uh, I was excited. I was like, I've been talking about Secret Invasion forever. It's one of my favorite arcs in any Marvel comic book series, but this was loosely based on Secret Invasion, uh, the, the comic book series that I like so much. And then they tried to loosely base it on the newer version of secret invasion uh starring maria hill instead of samuel jackson and they just failed 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 started off great i was excited into the show i was like really this is what we're doing with my time thank you very much alfonso x-man flores uh throw some positivity in this sandwich nope <laughs> <laughs> so i mean intrigue mystery spy all that stuff it was it was such a great concept i was super stoked about it i, I was hyped I wanted to like it. I, I wanted to just pay so much attention to it. I kept picking up my phone and I'm like, man, I better watch it again. And because I, I, I wasn't paying attention. I just kept playing uh, Marvel Snap, and, you know, and I was like, well, what happened? And, you know, rewind a little bit. And I'm like, Ugh. I, I, I don't know. It, it did start pretty good. The action, there, there just wasn't enough action. I mean, you know, and I understand. I understand. And, and here's to my point, you guys, Samuel L. Jackson is a, old old man right he wasn't going to be doing all the kung fu he wasn't going to be doing you know he was he you know it, it is what it is he, he just they they would have to completely put him put somebody else in there for him to do everything he needed to do and he, he just he wasn't able to do it so they didn't do it i don't i don't know if they did that because you know he wasn't able to i didn't know if they they did that just because they were in a rush to get it out um I, it had so much, so much hope. There was so much they could have done with this. And, and, you know, even if they didn't have Sam Jackson do everything he needed to do, they could have had Maria Hill do it. You know, that scene when in, in that one Avengers movie where she drops down and she's like, she's got the bazooka. She just blows it up. I mean, dang, that was Maria Hill right there. And we got none of that because she just got capped right at the beginning. It's interesting that you say that Alfonso, because I look at Samuel Jackson's character, first of all, I'm going to have to agree with you. He was the epitome of old character. It's like the name of this show could have been called uh, Samuel Jackson. Nick Fury is old and out of practice because the whole show is just about like, I'm old. I've lost my step. Oh, Nick, you're old. You've lost your step. However, I compare Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury to an R&B singer. You ever seen those TikToks or those videos where like Bobby Brown is trying to dance or like Genuine's trying to dance and clearly they've lost a step, but you have background dancers around you that actually can dance, right? So I feel like that's what Nick Fury should have done. Granted, you, you may be a little bit too old and you can't dance anymore, but to your point, Alfonso, like uh, Gravik could have done a little bit more. Um, Amelia Clark's character could have done a little bit more. Maria Hill could have done a little bit more. There were a lot of characters that they could have used that were younger and could have done some great stuff, but they didn't use their backup dancers. Joe, what's your thoughts? Uh, I don't think age has anything to do with it. I think 
you're not really looking for Nick Fury to do anything dope. He's just the guy behind everything that orchestrates. And he's more of like a planner setting up stuff. He's not an action kind of guy, dude. I don't even remember him in the comics doing that much other than orchestrating things. I, I think what killed it was you kill Maria Hill. No point. You're right. And then you kill Tal um, Talos. Again, the best part of the series was Talos, you know, and, and you're going to kill that guy. I just felt like, to your point, it's like there's no action. I'm like, it's espionage, but there's no action. So it was like every time they killed somebody, it was kind of like, ooh, you know, trying to see so everyone could talk about it. And it was really no big deal. Like after the death, it, it just didn't hit different, you know, kind of, you know, it's just – I. They're needing more superheroes. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I need to watch that and see superheroes because, you know, when you know Secret Invasions and you don't have any power type people, it felt, you know what it felt like? It felt like Netflix when they were doing, you know, Daredevil, um, uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and dang, what was the last one? I can't think of Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. I felt like they were trying to do their own thing. And they didn't have access to any more superheroes. That's what it felt like. And I'm like, bro, how do you not have all this money? You spent all this money on it and you can't, you could even had Quake from, you know, like um, Shield. You could have had, God, I'm so bad at names. Um, the guy that was in Shield too, the, the man dude. Coulson? Coulson. You could have had like a Coulson because he was so kind of, you know, yeah. And then, you know, they missed the, the mark on, you know, Ross, you know, like, okay, so he was a scroll. Like, I, I feel like they rushed it into a TV series. I think it could have been like a movie, like leading up to the movie. I think it should have been, you know, instead of the Secret Wars and um, King's Dynasty, they should have did a secret invasion. And then you could have did more in movies and the setup things. Like, you could have seen how, when did Ross become a scroll? And even when James Rhodey became a scroll, like, oh, yeah let's just say he was a scroll for a while okay well the whole tv show like it'd be better if you would have showed when they became a scroll but you know even like if you're saying he was a scroll before you kind of cheapen roadie's whole character with you know iron man so what he's gonna wake up and then you know now that he's back oh when did iron man die like was he you know it's it's just like his character was heading a certain way and i felt that this show destroyed his character yeah i I have to agree, man. And this, yes, this is going to sound like the three of us just complaining for the next 45 minutes, but guess what? We are. Because well, I remember reading the Secret Invasion comic book and it was like, reveal, 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 reveal. And there's all these, like, oh my gosh, Spider Woman, who obviously not in the MCU, but they could have used a different character. Like, there were so many characters that they could have done reveals on, like, uh, just. But they didn't do that. They they took the most inconsequential characters and then they're like, oh, um, we've been building up Steve Rhodes to have a job with the president for the past three or like two years so that you're supposed to care when he's a scroll. But I might be going out on a limb here and the limb might just snap under my weight, but nobody really cares much about James Rhodes and War Machine. I mean... He was a good sidekick, but not to the point where I'm like, ah, oh, I knew it all the time. That just, I didn't care. I didn't care. Just, go ahead, Joe. Hey, dude, wasn't Captain Marvel part of that whole thing of them not finding a home? Did she just like not care anymore? You could have brought her back too. It's like, I, I don't understand. You had, you have money at your disposal. You know, I, I get it. Maybe you just don't want to waste certain characters' contract for that show. Well, if that's the case, then don't make the damn show. Yeah. Yeah. I understand it's supposed to be a setup for Marvels. But at this point, I'm looking at the Marvels trailer, and I'm not seeing too much that ties into Secret Invasion. And let me uh, let me get a little bit more whiny for a second. That's what Marvel's been doing ever since the start of Phase 4. They're like, oh, just hang with us because this is going to tie into something that matters later. And you know what? It doesn't. It never does. Nothing that Marvel has done 
in phase four to phase five. I'm talking about the movies. I'm talking about the shows. Anything. Nothing has tied into anything else. And so it's it's just another disappointment for me. You know, I, I think that they are going to tie in. I mean, because you have all the sidekick characters, all the kid characters that are going to grow up and they're going to be the young Avengers. And I mean, yeah, it's going to tie in, but it's not going to be all fruitful, you know. Uh, eventually, hopefully, they can do something better with it because they do got to do something to turn the ship around. I mean, when they start to lose somebody like me, that becomes a little bit of an issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the other thing is, too, I mean, I all the talk on the Internet, you know, it's like we speculate, you know, this, that, the other, you know, uh, Rhodes had Rhodey had on the hospital gown that he had on after, you know, he crashed and broke his legs. Right. So they're thinking that's when he was switched out. But, you know, we didn't see any war machine armor. So, I mean, maybe maybe the scroll didn't have access to war, uh, war machine armor. So maybe he didn't have maybe maybe it didn't happen as soon as we thought. Maybe it happened much later, you know, closer to now, uh, hopefully, because, I mean, if they would have brought out the war machine armor, you had a scroll you know, that didn't, wasn't all super scrolled in War Machine armor, that could have been really good. You know what I mean? There, there could have been so much they could have done with that alone. And it's like, oh, well, he got beat. Now we got to go to the boss level so where we got the super scroll. And, you know, he's got all these different powers. And then speaking of all those powers, it's like, okay, you got this, you know, you, you got Groot, you got this, you got that, you got the other. And then it's like, we got the Hulk, we got Abomination. And then finally at the end, she's like, well, I got Carol Danvers. I'm like, if you have Carol Danvers, if you have, you know, Captain Marvel's powers, what do you need the other stuff for? You don't need it. You know what I mean? She's stronger than the Hulk. She's, you know, she can fly through ships. She can, there's nothing that they needed other than the Captain Marvel powers. You know, it would have been said and done right from the very beginning. Yeah. That final fight scene was just egregious. I'm proud of myself for using that word. Cause it perfectly describes how bad that final fight scene was. I mean, like, I couldn't figure, like, did they both get the same powers? Or I, I couldn't figure it out. And and then uh, it was like, but then Gravik already had powers. What new powers did he get? How did how did they get Groot's DNA before? Like, they had other DNA, um, you know, but they, it's like, oh, we have Groot's DNA and one of the extremists' DNA. Oh, but... And why was all the heroes DNA in some clear liquid? Like, is that how things are done now? Lazy writing? Like, we're just going to take everyone's DNA, everyone's DNA, and put it in this clear substance. That's a bit of a liability. Ah, dang it. Also, bro, how are you going to have all these scrolls in place getting DNAs and and killing people for the sake of the government, and you still couldn't see Hydra? Like, there was no scrolls in Hydra? Like, I'm like, are we supposed to forget about that whole Hydra thing all of a sudden? See, they dropped the ball on that, too. I mean, it's dope to have Hydra, but how sick would that have been for, like, Captain Hydra? I'm like, I, I felt like um, they just missed out on a lot of stuff, man. Like, it's just, I, you know, I'm glad they stopped you know, like where Kevin Foggy is like, we don't need to put out as much Marvel stuff. I'm glad they kind of did that because I think they, though it's getting watered down because there's so many different, there's so many different TV series. There's so many different movies and somewhere along the way they stop connecting. And it's just like, let's just, just keep making different shows that don't, there's no, there's no, um, continu continuity with it <laughs> in the whole thing. And um, it just, it's like a bunch of Legos that you've lost pieces to that you can't build what you had before. And that's exactly what it is. And, you, and, and you're never going to buy any more Legos to try to make it the way it was before because you can't get those parts anymore. And I feel like that's where Marvel's at right now. I'm kind of glad that they slowed down a bit, you know, like trying to produce all that stuff. I just hope like DC's run is going to be like when WCW had NWA, MWO come in and it just made WWF, AKA WWE get better. And I'm hoping this DC run with James Gunn is going to make Kevin Feige become more aggressive and go back to the way Marvel was dope. I'm hoping anyways. You know, one of the biggest problems that Marvel's doing right now is 
they're trying to create, they're trying to use these storylines, these massive storylines that were awesome, but there's so much that's missing from it. You know what I mean? Like you, why are you going to have a super scroll if you don't have the fantastic four, right? Wait till you have the fantastic four, then do the scrolls, right? It, it's like, there's so many other stories out there that they can take from and they can use and not have to worry about this. I mean, you know, there was Atlantis attacks. There's, well, they can't use Phalanx Covenant. You know, you can't use things that, of course, have the X-Men and I'm not yet. But it's like they might as well try because what they're doing right now, they're trying to do all this stuff that they can't do. Why not stick? Why not? Why not focus on your street level characters like, you know, like Daredevil and and all, you know, they're coming. They're coming. It's like if they would have focused on that right now, they could have saved Secret Invasion for after this whole King Dynasty thing. And it would have been epic. You know, they could have had this as their whole new storyline culminating in one big Avengers movie. You know, you would have had the Fantastic Four there. You would have had the X-Men there. You know, you could have had Jessica Drew. You could have had every single person just like it was. You can't you can't put out such quality product that they had in the books if you don't have access to your toys. You know what I mean? You can't play the game. So, Yeah, I mean, they had Elektra already created if they bring that girl back. I mean, that's... Electra was a key opponent of them finding out who the squirrels were because, you know, when she died, they're like, oh, dang, the squirrels, you know, so it's and then with the super scroll came about when, you know, when they, you know, they captured Reed Richards, you know, and you don't, you don't even have the Illuminati set up. And so, like, that was the whole thing. Illuminati went to the scrolls and said, yo, stop what you're doing or we're going to jack you up. And, you know, that's started the whole thing. But yeah, man, it's. <laughs> so bad dude and then it's it after this one you don't get hyped up for the marvels i'm sorry if this is supposed to lead into the marvels it just it it doesn't set up anything and you're not looking forward to it you know it's just meh yeah it's you know it's funny because uh you know people are talking that uh blue beetle is going to be another flop and it's like everyone's overlooking the fact that no one wants to see marbles. I mean, I'm going to watch it on opening day, but that's more obligatory. Um, Alfonso's left hand also wants to see marbles. So, oh, and his thumbs. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, Alfonso's thumbs and his hand want to see marbles, which uh, that might be a Brie Larson thing. I don't know. But other than that, I feel like... Marvel is really just burying its product where you don't want to see the next one because each product has been worse than the one before. And I feel like, here's what I feel like, okay? I feel like they look at some titles and they're like, oh, this sounds cool. And they just try to make, they try to make it very loosely based on the comic book, but it sounds cool. So they put it out there. Yeah, they if they do that, they gotta have a checklist and they gotta be like, okay, do we have everything we need to make this lasagna? You know, do we have the, the pasta sauce? Do we have the noodles? Do we have the meat? You know, do we have the parmesan? You can't make the pasta if you don't have all the ingredients, right? So that's that's how they gotta start looking at things. Or I'm sorry, we'll we'll take we'll take it to flash terms. You can't make the spaghetti. That's right. Why not talk about a bomb by incorporating a reference to a bomb that's pretty smooth alfonso that's like double bomb so you know i was wondering guys um what did you actually like about this show okay i'll start it off because <laughs> wow you guys are like nothing um i like kingsley ben Adir, whose name i'm looking at right here on the screen because else i wouldn't know it um as gravic I thought that dude was awesome. Like he, I thought his acting was good, but the villain was very weak because normally Marvel villains, it's like you can relate to their, their reason for wanting to be a villain. But I couldn't really relate because I'm like, okay, so Nick Fury lied to them. I don't know if he actually intentionally lied, but it's like, okay, so we're stranded here and it's your fault. It's like, eh. I can't, I can't relate to that villain. You know, I get you're pissed off, bro, but I just can't relate. But he was a dope actor. I'll say that much. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of really good scenes, man. Um, he, he had, you know, he had the acting chops. He did it. He did a really good job with what he had. Um, and, and he did slowly but surely fall apart. But that scene when they're, they're in the, uh, 
I don't know what cafeteria and they're just sitting there talking across from each other and he stands up and then like all of a sudden everybody behind him is him. Oh, that was pretty epic, man. They, they had some good shots, you know, they had some good ideas. Um, they, you know, the whole, the, the scene where Marie Hill got killed, that really wasn't a bad scene. There was all the confusion with the bombs and whatnot and, you know, through the city. And, and that's kind of how I expected the whole, sh- whole show to be, you know, I, I expected this show to be James Bond, right? But a 75-year-old Samuel L. Jackson could not pull that off. And it's like, fine. You know, in, in the comics, no. The, in the comics, you know, Nick Fury, he, he's a badass, dude. He, he, he'll he take people out left and right. He'll go to toe-to-toe with Wolverine. He don't care. You know what I mean? He And he always has his backup. If he needs it, he pulls in He pulls in shield, and they just come in. You've got all these grunts, and they'll just, you know, light you up. So they they should have brought in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. team. That would have been great. That one guy with the, uh, what do you have, a shotgun axe? That was like the best, the best weapon ever. I want a shotgun axe. I'm making one. Um, yeah, I, there was, they had so much to work with and they, they just dropped the ball, but um, they had a good formula, you know, Emil Clark, you know, she was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> I remember watching an interview show where she was like, you know, one thing about this is when I was a Daenerys Targaryen, I had to be standing straight the entire time. So I was always in pain. I didn't get to relax at all. She goes, I made sure this character slouched all the time <laughs> and she slouched. So, um, you know, she, she did a really good job. I, I did like the, the bait and switch at the end, you know, she was pretending to be Nick Fury and, and, you know, she was a like coughing and dying and coughing and dying all of a sudden. Nope. So that that was a pretty good little twist. I I don't know why I didn't see that coming. Maybe because I didn't care, but it did get me. It did get me. Um, you know, yeah. The 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 accessing the powers. I I think with that, I think the problem was, you know, they got all these powers at once. Yeah, he had a few that he was aware of that he already knew. He got all the new powers, but he couldn't think of how to use them fast enough. It's kind of like uh like Green Lantern. Anybody could have that ring, but if you don't have the imagination to wield it properly, you're gonna get beat down where she knew exactly because she brought the formula. She knew what she was dealing with. She knew what she could work with. So she was like one step ahead of him the entire time with the exception of what he already had. So, you know, basically it was just a race to see who could think of, oh yeah, we got Captain Marvel in here too, to see who won that fight. And she lit him up. You know, I have a problem with that scene because he's such a good actor and, you know, his character and Nick Fury can't even be there. (laughs) He can't even be there, and he's the whole reason why he's who he is. You, you know what I mean? And dude, you're you're like supposed to be the one of the best scrolls, and you don't and you didn't think Nick Fury would fool you. Like you, he's like a spy. That's what they do. And you never once considered that that would not be Nick Fury. Like that could be somebody else. You know, like <laughs> he's popped up like David Shippel. I gotcha, bitch. But it's. Like, I don't know, that scene was just like, it gets emotional, and then they're like, ah, oh, I gotcha, I'm not really Nick Fury, hey, we can fight now. So I just thought it it kind of ruined that scene. I mean, I get it, it's like a, a spy thing, but it, it the first 10 minutes was good of a, or a secret evasion, man, to be honest. You know, when Ross was in there, and then you're like, is he going to be a scroll? Is he not going to be a scroll? And then, you know what I mean? So that was like the first 10 minutes is pretty good. And then you got to see Maria Hill. She was dope. And it's always good to see Talos. I think that's a guy. I think that guy's a good actor too. But it's, you killed Talos. You killed Maria Hill. Those are the best part of the show. And Old Man River is not going to carry that. I mean, I love, I love you, Samuel Jackson, but dude walks around like me when I run a route. Like my knees, you know, he looks like me after I walk around Comic-Con. I'm like, Dukes, I need to sit down, bro. Like, that's what he looked like, bro. Like, I'm not trying to see that. I wouldn't want to see myself walk around. Like, if you you recorded me walking after my knees hurt from walking Comic-Con, I don't want to see that crap. And you and you want me to see him slow motion walk like you, you know what I mean? And then what? You go to a graveyard, grab an eye patch and a gun, and you're supposed to be like, I'm back? No, I don't work that way, man. For me. Don't work that way, dude. I'm like, I didn't get hyped up with that. <laughs> and then you go to a graveyard, and you're like, yeah, I got the secret formula. I'm gonna what? <laughs> you you know one other thing that I did like about this, I like the fact that Nick Fury had a wife and that she was a scroll. I like that little dynamic they had when their little back and forth bantered her the conversation. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And, and then at the end, it's like, would you have loved me 
if I never changed into this face? And I was like, dang, that's deep. So, you know, they had, they had some good stuff there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's too, it's just too much. It's, Oh man, I wanted to like this so much. I wanted, I wanted it to be so good. I wanted it to be the redemption. Oh, and you know, just because it hasn't been said, I am excited for the Marvel still. I think, I think Miss Marvel has so much charisma. I think, you know, you, and if that Beastie Boy song isn't in it, that's going to ruin it. But just, just saying sabotage, that's the way to go. <laughs> okay. There's, there's so much for me to cover. Uh, first of all, I love my wife, but if she asked me, Hey, if I was green with pointy ears and lines in my chin, when you met me, would you still have loved me? I, I wouldn't have stopped to talk to you. I'm sorry. I mean, let, let's be serious, right? Would you have loved me? No, because I wouldn't have talked to you. So that scene was crap. That, that was garbage because, you know, it, that would not happen. You know, it's, it's not like Nick Fury would be like, Oh yeah, uh, I would, I would look at you and think like, wow, she's got a great personality. No, he would not think that because he wouldn't get past that visage. The reason that visions with visions was chosen was because they had a sense of what he would find attractive. So that's garbage. A uh, second thing is I feel like the internets gave old man fury way too much leeway they gave him all these excuses like oh he's walking bad now but that's because he's fooling everybody and he's really not old and decrepit and walking with a limp but you know what it turned out that no he in fact was just old and decrepit and walking with a limp and everybody was like oh no nick fury's playing the long game He's going to start sprinting and he's going to start doing flips and kicks and everything. No. And that was disappointing in itself because when Joe was like, yeah, he got the gun and put on the eye patch. I was expecting him to go into like a Kung Fu pose and be ready to kick some butt. But that just didn't happen. He was still old man decrepit fury. So that was garbage. And then I feel like you guys brought up a really good point. You have so many good B-list characters that have very inexpensive powers that they could use on the big screen, right? Like Quake or the entire cast of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., even though I think they ended up in the future uh, alternate universe or something like that. Bring them back. Nobody cares. Um, but there are so many B-list characters that they could have used in this show to really enhance it. And they just completely missed that. You know, so many characters without powers, they could have brought back Jessica Jones. They could have bought, brought back Luke Cage. So many things that could have made this show better. Just fight scenes. If you think about it with the agents of shields and some rebel scrolls could have been amazing. Just so many missed opportunities there. So you guys bring up some good points. Would he have loved her if she was a scroll? No. Um, Nick Fury was just old from the get-go. So overall, um, just, just so many missed opportunities in this show. And honestly, I felt like, yes, yes, another, another tangent rant. The dialogue, the brother man dialogue, yeah, I said it. I said it. At me. At me, bro. I don't care. I felt like there was some strong black man to black man dialogue between James Rode and Nick Fury that really didn't make much sense or have the same connotation when you realize you had a woman scroll talking to a black man about the black struggle. Now I understand that she took on some of the memories of Steve Rhodes, but if you, if you think back on that dialogue, it was like incredibly disrespectful and condescending when she's coming out with like, you know, this, this whole, black nuance that she has no understanding of it was putting on blackface to the nth degree so that bothered me as well you know um the, another point is like okay the what's his name gravic told told furies make sure you bring your iodine pills make sure you bring your iodine pills because there's so much radioactivity you're gonna die if you don't take your iodine pills right so you know uh, what's her name's popping the pills like she's dying, you know, limping around, dragging her legs and whatnot. And it makes sense, right? Because radioactive. She did a good part with that, right? But after everything was all said and done, and they went and saved everybody out of the back to tanks or whatever they're called nowadays, 
you know, they pull them out. Well, how quickly would they die if they weren't taking iodine pills? And for that matter, it's like, why weren't they dying in there with all the radioactivity? Right. Sure. Maybe it was keeping them safe and whatnot. But as soon as you pull them out, they're going to get radioactive poisoning. Right. How long did it take them to pull them out of there, drive them out of there, fly them back and, and get them back to somewhere where they can, you know, they can get them under hospital care and get them OK. But, you know, the radioactive poison would have killed everybody. Now, you know, um, now this this also leads me to believe, you know, uh, not believe, but it makes me think, OK, so now you got Rhodey back and Rhodey is going to have his his war machine armor which in my opinion, I guess the scroll probably couldn't access because he wasn't, you know, he didn't have the same imprint or whatever, you know, he couldn't fool Stark technology, but I guess he did something well, anyways, but you've got that. And then you've got Ironheart. So this is going to be your armor wars. Okay. So I, I guess that's kind of cool. Cause it does give you a little bit more lead in the armor wars if it doesn't get scrapped, but who knows what's going to happen from there. Dude, it's going to suck because there's no Iron Man. Ain't no one trying to watch. Armor Wars with no Iron Man, dude. I'm sorry. And Rhodey's character just sucks now. I'm not a fan of Ironheart either. Sorry, I said it. It's just like, there's no Iron Man. You don't need to do an Iron Wars. I think that's just, is this going to be worse than this secret invasion? Missed opportunity to bring back. Uh... What's up, man? Yes. <laughs> yes. You could have totally <laughs> bring him back. Hey, man. You know, it would have been dope if he was in that little thing and he popped it open and he goes, I mang. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not tell us apart? How could you not tell us apart? <laughs> we should be recording and laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, just stuff like that. Like, I feel like this is comparable, like the, the whole uh, missed opportunity with the actor whose name just oh terrence howard terrence howard um who is not related to uh bryce dallas howard or ron howard uh i feel like you know how in spider-man uh no way home they recreated the meme where they're all pointing at each other this was a perfect opportunity to acknowledge something that's kind of been a meme forever you know people talking mm -hmm. about oh well they switched it, it so many good things they could have done, but they just mm -hmm. didn't want to go for it or they lacked the yeah. creativity. Then again, Terrence Howard, he probably said, nah, man. So, <laughs> you know, he could have even, like, if they started the show and he was actually Rhodes, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then when he dies, like, like the, the, what's his name, dude? He, the, 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 Don uh, Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle comes out. You know what I mean? But yeah. It funny, dude. I mind. <laughs> He's like, give me that RDJ money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's just, uh, you know, so much there. I, you know, people are like, oh, well, when did Rhodes become a scroll? It doesn't matter because people are like, oh, well, this ruins this and this ruins this. No, it doesn't. Like, if you're overthinking it, you're like, oh, that death scene with uh, Iron Man or, or, you know, with Tony Stark and, you know, James Road flies in and he's like, oh, my buddy's dying. It doesn't really change anything. Like, I feel like they just took the most B-list of characters, you know, with Ross and with uh, James Rhodes. And they're like, oh, these guys are going to be scrolls. But it doesn't even play back to like where you look back and you're like, oh. This happened, and I understand why that happened. Remember when everybody was saying Sharon, Sharon uh, Carter was probably a scroll because her personality completely changed from like how she was to when she finally ended up on Madripoor. Alfonso likes that Madripoor reference. Like that would make sense if they did reveals like that. But like these characters, they they had an opportunity to go in and mm -hmm. say like, oh, when this happened, that's because of this. And they were setting up this and this could have happened. And they didn't do any of that. And it just, it made the complete, it made the show a complete waste of time. Also agent 13, like, you know, like her character was different in, um, uh, Falcon Captain America. yeah. Like you were, you were like, why is she all of a sudden uh, like villainous? You know, that that's perfect. She's a scroll. Cause it infiltrated the, the government they got back in that would make sense if they would have brought her back in there you wouldn't be able to she's not going to be asking for a lot of money <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like that actor could have totally been 
part of the you know part of that whole dude oh my god dude the more stuff you think about that it's just it's terrible i feel i know we keep talking about how phase four is bad honestly in my opinion i think marvel started going down the hill when they made captain america old and they killed all your man ever since oh, yeah. then bro it has not been the same bro and mm -hmm. those and then the new avengers even if you talk about the new avengers like i was reading online that they're saying there's going to be sam wilson um shang -Chi. shang chi and um shuri shuri i'm like dude dude this dude People are bagging on us so bad. They did memes for basketball players that are like, you know, like the B team. And they did the comparison of B basketball players and, and those guys. And it's just like, they haven't even like hyped up those characters for you to even like them that much. As far as like they did with Captain America and Iron Man, they were like the, from the beginning, you were invested in those two characters. And I think, what are they? I don't know, man. It's just frustrating. Yeah, I mean, well, King's gonna come and take them out, and then you gotta have all the kids come and save them. So that's 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 set in stone, in my opinion. But you know, I just had a thought while you guys were talking about this because you know I have this brain that just wanders all over the place. What you know, what would have been really good for this show during the blip, people got blipped away. Scrolls like they're not here. Oh, oh, here I am. Here I am. I'm there. They take over their body, right? And then when they get blipped back, then you could have had some scenes where like, oh, Rhodey's back, take him out, you know, bag him up, take him in the van, you know, things like that. That would have been awesome, you know. You know, it wouldn't have been all of them, but a few of them, you know, that would have been a really good scene to have, you know, a good couple scenes or a good intro, better than the stupid AI intro that they did. My my artist daughter is all mad about because you can't, you can't be using AI like that, man. You can't do it. You know, we've got real artists out there in the world that need jobs, all right? My kid's one of them. She's growing up. <laughs> dude, to your point, dude, that, another thing, dude, is like, man, this show is so dumb. I can't even remember what I was going to say. Wow. Dang it. Well, let me jump in because uh, I got something to complain about, too. The opening was so bad. It's like, this is what you're like, oh, it's AI. Well, that just tells me AI sucks, okay? Um. Because that opening was the worst opening of any Marvel show, Marvel movie, whatever. It was just pure garbage. So I think your daughter has nothing to worry about right now if that's an example of what they're doing. Yeah, I think that was just a test to see what it looked like and how people would react to it. It's garbage, bro. It's, that was this foretelling of the show. Now I remember what I was going to say, dude. This <laughs> damn show. The blimp. When you came back, bro, are you telling me you're gonna come back in disguise? You're gonna come back as a scroll, bro. You know, like, if you blink back. Oh, what's that? Like they live. Remember when, when they <laughs> the satellite went dead and everyone's looking around? You remember that dude was having sex and the girl's like, "What's wrong?" And what's like, the matter, oh, baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the matter, baby? Yeah, dude. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot to be frustrated about um, in this show. Um, I feel like Marvel is going to have to regroup, you know, or they're just going to have to abandon ship and just reboot everything, um, you know, because they've still got the, it seems like the Jonathan major issue is being resolved so they can continue with King dynasty, but they're just on this total downward trajectory, but that I feel like, by the time they reach X-Men, I'm sorry to say this, Alfonso. By the time they reach X-Men, no one's going to care. Between the garbage that DC and Marvel are putting out right now, no one's going to care when the X-Men hits the big screen. Dude, Loki is coming out, what, in October? This is going to be what's going to turn everything around. I'm not even saying the Marvels. The Marvels, I'm going to love, but I don't know if it's going to... They're too busy being too far out in space. I think Loki is going to be the one that turns it all around, gets everybody back on board. Because, you know, Tom Hiddleston, he's a charming guy. Look, dude, the only way I'm ever going to be turned around is if they fix things, they bring back Iron Man, they bring back Captain America... And because it's the multiverse, it doesn't even have to be the same people. You can hire a young actor and you ain't got to pay them crap, dude. They'll just be down to being Iron Man or, or Captain America. But I feel like the Marvel Universe in the movie industry needs an Iron Man and a Captain America. And even in Marvel Comics now, they play a big part. 
like with the whole Hellfire Gala, we talked about that whole thing in the comics. You have Captain America now they're coming out with Uncanny Avengers, and it's a mixture of people that are siding with the mutants because there's a whole thing against the mutants. The stuff they got going on with Iron Man in the comics now, he's he's broke. I don't know if you know that dude. He's broke. He spent all his money to pay for all the weapons, the massive destruction, and now he's broke. And the amount of money he had left got set up by a new villain, Phalong, which killed his, the partner that owns some of the Stark industry. Now Tony has nothing. And that Phalong character took his technology and created new Sentinels with Tony Stark armor. So it's like, that's dope. And so now, like, Iron Man is an integral part of who's going to marry Emma Frost, you know, to the whole X-Men storyline. Again, you have X, you have Iron Man, and you have Captain America and pivotal points in the mutants, you know, in the comic book industry now. And you don't have that in the movie industry. And I, and I feel that's where they're lacking. Yeah, I mean, there has been a, a lot of... Um a lot of rumors that were put out today are releases from Marvel supposedly, but they, they are talking that, that Iron Man's supposed to come back for, for the King dynasty or, or uh, secret wars. Um, you know, all the stuff, all the talk about fantastic four, you know, I haven't heard anything about captain America, but there's a lot of talk out there, you know um, <clears throat> of course, Deadpool, I think Deadpool is going to be pretty pivotal as well. You know, they're going to Deadpool is going to be used to, you know, scrap a lot of crap right you're gonna get rid of all the fox stuff they can utilize deadpool to get rid of some of the stuff in the mcu now if they wanted and they got more time so you never know what they're gonna do they have no intention of doing that they're they're not that forward thinking joe was talking about uh the comic books which people haven't been excited about marvel comic books in a bit i'm gonna say I might be wrong, but I feel like when Captain Hydra popped up was the last time where people were like, oh, something big's going on. But, you know, this whole fall of X, and yes, I'm I'm tangenting, but it kind of relates back to the movies where, you know, now Kamala Khan is a mutant and they're making that canon. So it matches up with the movies now. I think the way they did it was horribly lazy writing, like the laziest of lazy writing. But... Hey, we, we can't always be great Chris Claremont writers. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like right now the comic books are doing a really good job of keeping people interested and getting people back into it. And Marvel MCU needs to draw off of that, like Joe saying. Boo on Chris Claremont. He's a punk in real life, bro. <laughs> but he was such a pivotal writer for the X-Men for so but, long, man. It's hard dude, to hold anything supposed against to be- him. Kamala Khan is supposed to be a mutant, but they couldn't do it because of the whole Fox thing. So, right. like, for me, lazy writing for that, I'm like, there's no other way how to make her a mutant other than to say what they did in the comics. Right. There's really no other way, you, you know, for her to be a mutant other than to say it wasn't activated when she got it in the Inhumans gas. Yeah. That's the only reason. Terrigen mist. Yes. I mean, there's... See, that name sucks, too. See, like, <laughs> you know, that's what Marvel gets for trying to sell their things to get money to stay afloat. <laughs> but, you know, the, you know, <laughs> jumping on what Dukes had to say, this, this Hellfire Gala, the latest one, is just intense. You know, it, it brought everybody in. It took everybody out. I think this is going to be a big change for mutants. I think it's going to be like a big thing. And I think the movies are going to be able to start feeding off this once they because they're going to need ideas, right? Well, no, once they bring the X-Men in, they don't have any plans for X-Men yet. Why not do this? Why not do this? You know, you you could throw in all these guest spirits and you just kill them all, left and right. And then you've got back, you're back to the 198 mutants or whatever it was that one time. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have, you got to like, oh, well, Captain America's here. Let's take him over there. We'll kidnap him for a little bit. So the Avengers and Rogue got to go save him. You know, we've got this going on over here. So you got to go take care of that. And they spread everybody thin enough to where, you know, uh, what was Orcus can come in and do what they need to do. Dude, this is, it's so epic right now in the books. You guys are right about that. And we don't know what's going to happen after all this King Dynasty, all this what secret secret war. I think, I think this might be the upcoming project. It might be the initial project for the X-Men universe. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. This is why I don't agree with anything you say, because that, 
that would involve planning. And they haven't planned anything good after Captain America and Iron Man die. They haven't planned anything. So you're telling me that their plan so far with Secret Invasion sucks so bad, but yet they're going to make X-Men better? Like, I just, I'm not confident in that. I'm not confident in Kevin Feige anymore. We used to always say, yeah, Kevin Feige, we trust before phase four. It's like he hasn't showed me. It almost feels like you need somebody else to take over the helm. Like, I, I think he's just he's just not good at that anymore. And I believe it should have been James Gunn, you know. Um, and, you know, we'll see. Because, dude, Disney has not made any profitable movies. The only one that's made any money was James Gunn's last movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, that made actual money. Everything else they did, all these remakes and Disney shows are flopping. Everything else is the TV shows that, you know, Marvel's doing on Disney Plus is flopping. They're losing money on Disney Plus right now. People are leaving because what's the point in getting that and the shows suck? And then you're like, okay, uh, get it. Do your writer strike. Get more money. I agree you should get money for the stuff you pay for. But y'all been sucking. And those people <laughs> that have been writing Phase 4 and all that that sucks, y'all don't need to get paid, homie, because you've been writing some hot garbage and we've been paying to watch it. And you need to do better <laughs> if you if you want to get paid residuals, which I agree with. But I feel if you're not putting out the right work, and you shouldn't get paid for it as high as you think you should get paid. Yeah, I, I could see Feige passing the torch soon. I could see it being taken away from him. They're going to have to give it to somebody with a new vision. He he had his vision, and that time has passed. He did a great job with what he did at the beginning, and he's starting to falter. And just like Taika Waikiki, you know, they're going to have to pull it from them. They're going to have to give it to somebody else. I, I, I think there's still hope. And everything I was talking about right now is not planned yet. But there will be plans eventually. And when those plans come, that's when they got to give it to somebody like like maybe uh, what Lord and Miller, the guys who are doing Deadpool. You know, maybe somebody like that. I think the problem with X-Men is they've already used up all the iconic titles. Very similar to what the MCU did, which is they're like, oh, this sounds cool. Age of Apocalypse. Oh, this sounds cool. Days of Future Past. And Days of Future Past was kind of close. Age of Apocalypse was kind of close. But where do you go now? Like all the icon, like Alfonso, uh, let's see here. Even the Phoenix. Like name an X-Men story that's iconic. That they can use drop it on us inferno bam <laughs> dude inferno was so epic you know you bring in the mutants you bring in the demons you have you have angel pinned to a wall you have thor come and save them you know there's there's so much you know spider-man was swinging around saving little people from demonic uh post you know uh <laughs> post office boxes it you know inferno could tie in the whole mcu they could do it right i mean that's an easy common uh common enemy the other thing is too it's like marvel's always looking for something they can kill where they're not going to get strapped with a rated r right because you, you know you can kill robots all the ultrons you want right why not demons you know you got all these little demons take them out they got to be killed anyways so that's that's not going to give them the r rating inferno could be so epic bring in madeline Pryor. you bring in mr sinister to clone gene gray and be like all right here's madeline Pryor. We're going to have you make a little baby. Here's baby cable ups in the future. You know, Inferno started so much, and I think we can do that. I got an Inferno question for you. Um, actually, this is a X-Men movie question. What X-Men movie referenced Mr. Sinister at the end in the end credits? Someone picked uh, up Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Okay. Because they, they were at the SX. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, it was the SX. Actually, that that place where they had the kid, the fire kid, uh, the orphanage, that mm -hmm. was a Nathaniel Essex run program. So that that mentioned them, and then also, um, I think at the very end, there was a there was another reveal with Essex. But all that yeah. all that had to do with that. Okay, okay, because I'm just thinking like, uh, I think Inferno might just go over the heads of most. Uh, mm -hmm. People in movie theaters, I agree. Mm -hmm. It was pretty darn good. You know what I was thinking actually when you said that? Remember Mutant Massacre, where yeah. um, where Storm lost her power. She had that mohawk. All the mutants got killed off. 
You know, what's funny is I mix that up because when Sinister came, when the Marauders pinned Worthington to the, to the wall and then they took his wings and that was, that was all mutant massacre. So yeah, mutant massacre, that's definitely a good way to go. And I mean, why not do the mutant massacre first? You start there, you start big and kill, 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 bring them on, show them how strong they can be together. You know, families unite, you know, take a, take a page from fast and the furious, you know, family. (laughs) And then, um, and then after that, then you do, then you do um, Inferno. So yeah. those would flow from one to another very easily. It's yeah. not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, dude. Why? They Because they're bringing in the X-Men too late, man. It's like Civil War in the comics, who was in Civil War? Uh, the X-Men. Right? Who was in Secret Invasion? Uh, the X-Men. You know what I mean? So like to do the inferno you you have to set up x-men movies you have to intertwine those x-men and the other avengers movies just for that to even work and x-men have to be in a thor movie you know what i mean he says he'll come back for five of tiki Waikiki doesn't make doesn't make it funny and he can be serious like how he was before you have to intertwine each individual x-men in those other movies you can't just oh I come out with a few X-Men movies and Avengers and oh and now we're gonna meet each other. Like they have to intertwine. Then you got the Fantastic Four. So it's like, and then you're hearing that the new villain is gonna be Galactus. You know, like you kind of tease Galactus, bro. And it's just like, come on, man. Like another silver surfer again. Is it gonna be good? And I thought the Fantastic Four with the Silver Surfer was actually pretty good with Larry Fishburne and his divorce. I thought it was pretty legit, but it's like you're doing the same stuff over again, bro. Like, yeah, but Gal- Galactus was so bad, and they they could dude, do so much better. Y- yeah, but dude, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> like nobody cares about Fantastic Four. Let's be real, bro. Nobody does. Dude, nobody cousin's does. gonna be Silver Surfer. Richie, cousin Richie from the Bear is gonna be the Silver Surfer. That doesn't mean anything, bro. Like, I'm not. Hyped up for anything Fantastic Four, bro. It was so bad. Was his name Adam Driver? Yeah, dude. The dude said, "I can't, I can't connect to this character." Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> you can't connect with the Marvel character. Like he just knows it ain't good, bro. Like, and he would have been a good Reed Richards, you know. Like, and you, yeah, he would have, bro. Like he's good. He has the look, man, and he's a good actor. Um, that big head and it just. Dude, Reed Richards has a big head, bro. So do you, and so do I. Like, <laughs> it's because he's got a big brain. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, dude. Like, even Ultimate Invasion with the uh, Reed Richards is dope. Like that, re- that re- version of Reed Richards is dope. Yeah. And I just, I just, I legit have no confidence. You know what it's like? It's like, hey, son, I need you to take out the garbage. Yeah, he'll do it tomorrow. You come in, the garbage's still there. Hey, yo, son, I then you take out the garbage. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it out. And then you come tomorrow. And it's still there. Eventually, you just take out the trash yourself, dude, because you lose confidence that your son's going to take out the garbage because you keep telling him over and over again, he just doesn't see the garbage piling up. And that's Kevin Feige. The garbage that keeps piling up, and he has no one to take out the garbage for him. And it's just like, dude, it's it's just like everyone can't stand that girl Kathleen for Star Wars. I feel like that's Kevin Feige now. Yeah, I could, I could see your point on the uh, Kathleen Kennedy uh comparison there joe but i feel like uh john favreau and dave filoni need to they need to helm both the mcu and also the star wars universe well that'd be that'd be a good idea but you know like even dave filoni that guy's and and also john um favreau ooh, i'm getting good with the names holla back at your boy they're so good at what they don't know that they'll go and do research to make the character better. And they listen to the fans. That's the key. I feel Kevin Feige, they, he just doesn't listen to the fans anymore. Granted, there's some toxic people out there. I mean, we're, we've been bashing Secret War Evasion for like an hour. But the, the comic book material is there. It's like, hey, you're going to take this test. We're giving you the answers to the test. And you're like, I'm good. I'll just figure it out. I'll come up with my new answer. Like, I don't need that. It's, <laughs> yeah. But, and you know, like, the thing about it is, is they took characters that nobody cared about and they made them good. And I feel like they lost that magic. 
I totally agree. But um, Joe is 120% right. Nobody cares about Fantastic Four. No one has ever cared about Fantastic Four. The only time I picked up a Fantastic Four comic book with like anticipation is when the Fantastic Four was Grey Hulk, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Ghost Rider. And that was one issue. And then the cover was by Art Adams. Nobody, but nobody has ever cared about Fantastic Four. And now they're trying to hype us up like, oh, we're bringing Fantastic Four. Well, guess what? Fantastic Four has failed. The Roger Corman version, the, the two versions from like the 80s and 90s. The reason that they failed is because you know what? Those powers are boring, right? Like, their powers are boring, and I'd much rather see the Incredibles do it because the Incredibles do it better than the Fantastic Four. So, uh, so yeah, bro, you're 100% right. Uh, the saving grace of the MCU will not be the Fantastic Four, and unfortunately, I'm sorry, if Fon Alfonso, but I believe we have to cross that Fantastic Four bridge before we can get to the X-Men, and unfortunately, by that time, everybody's going to check out my bro, and I'm sorry because, you know, I, I know that's your jam, but... I'm hanging on the hope, man. Hanging on. You know what I would hope for, like, and I, and I don't think they'll do it. Is use X Men '97 to create the X Men universe on that TV series, and then it'll correlate to the movies. But they're going to miss the mark on that too, because I think you can cover a lot through cartoons because you can do better um, fight sequences. It's not going to cost as much. And you can do side stories more to develop the characters that, and then by the time we get to the movies, you can fixate on the action and start from A going all the way down to Z. And you don't have to do like an origin. People know who they are from the TV series. And I don't think they're going to do that. They're like, oh, let's just continue X-Men 97 of how we would have finished it. And I think they need to attack it of like where they want X-Men to be now. And how they're going to be into the movies, and I and I think they're going to miss that mark. I agree with Joe. I believe that's what James Gunn is going to do, where he has like the animation, but it ties directly into the DCU, and it's just going to flow really well. So, but to Joe's point, they're going to miss the mark on that as well. And then, not to mention the animation department, the writers are so good. You're telling me James Gunn is not going to be like, okay, I have these characters, I need you to create a story that's going to connect to this. You're telling me they're not going to do a good job. Because the animation in DC is always really done well, especially the writing. And you can cover so much. And he's smart. DC, prior to him, was always rushing, putting out stuff. And, and that's why it was terrible. Where he is getting the right people. He, To your point, he's creating an animation to cover a lot of that stuff that saves time in the movie. It's cheaper. Get more out of it sets up a lot of things faster. And I think, you know, instead of coming out with these live action series, Marvel should have did that in itself is did all that. You know, it's cheaper to pay these uh, actors to come back and do voices than appearances, I would think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Alfonso, I'm going to let you take us home with some much needed positivity because Secret Invasion has... It's no secret <laughs> has uh, thoroughly disappointed us. Secret Invasion did, in fact, leave a bad taste in our mouth. Uh, we got the Marvels. We've got Loki 2 coming out. Um, Jonathan Majors is an amazing actor. You know, um, Tom Hiddleston, he's great as Loki. You know, I, I think that they're going to have something with that. I think that they're going to be able to pull something out. Um, I think that they have lost a lot of people. I don't know if they're going to be able to earn those people back. I don't know if they're going to be able to earn the money that they did or continue to earn the money that they need to. But there are a lot of diehard people who read comics. And, you know, when you read comics, sometimes you have good story arcs. Sometimes you have bad story arcs. You still collect every single issue. So those are the people that I'm holding out for. So I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to, you know, stick with it. I'm sure they're going to be able to deliver something good. I'm sure... Eventually, Kevin Feige is going to have to just bow out because he his time is done. His time is done, and we've got there's millions of other people out there who can do a much better job. Get the NWO boys, NWO boys to go down there. We'll we'll tear it up. We'll get it going. We'll do it right. 
This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen of the night of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!